Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. It's been a minute, as you all know. <laughs> I've recently moved house, I've become a grandmother again and uh, we've been decorating the house, getting ourselves sorted. So it's been a while since I've done a guest podcast, but I'm really delighted to have today's guest, Hannah Studley. Um, and the reason I'm really delighted is because Hannah and I have been trying to do this for quite some time. And uh, we're delighted that we've actually got a chance to, to to talk through a recent novel that Hannah has written that she kindly asked me to do a review on that kind of blew, blew my socks away because it's a topic and a subject that is incredibly important for us to see and understand, and especially from a principal's perspective. So Hannah, welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Hannah, I'm going to ask you if you can just tell everybody a bit about you and your background and and, and, and please mention any other books that you've written because I know there have been a few. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, thank you. So um, I have written three books. This is my thir- third novel. And writing books is, it's only just kind of become something that I'm recognizing that that's what I do because I failed miserably in in school with anything academic um thank god I had other talents you know my my artistic and creative talents took me to first to the theater in London and then um, tv commercials and then Hollywood and I ended up living in California for 16 years working on big um, Hollywood movies doing special effects so I I thank god I was always successful but with my creative talents and uh, I was always coaching and counseling people um, since college. I, I trained with uh, Manchester Rape Crisis Center back in the early eighties. So I was always coaching and counseling people in between projects. And, um, you know, folks said, oh, you should write a book. You know, you should write a book about your Hollywood experiences or you should write a book about your trauma. I experienced a lot of trauma in my early twenties and maybe write books about traveling. And I've lived on three different continents now. And um, so I had the idea of smushing it all together and writing one book. And, you know, they say everybody has one book inside of them. Um, and then the day after I gave it to a friend to review, it was like, boom, boom, boom. You know, I had the idea for like, you know, three or four more, more stories. And um, so I've written three of them. Fourth is kind of half written right now. And I've got ideas for five and six. I just, you know, <laughs> just need more hours in the day to, you know, get them all written. Um, so, yeah, it's like I've I've turned into an author in, in my later life and it's I, I really enjoy it. It's very exciting. No, it's, so, <laughs> it's, it's lovely when that happens, isn't it? You sort mm-hmm. of you just settle. You know what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And when you were speaking and saying you were involved in um, special effects, I thought, my God, isn't that? what the principal's understanding helps us see, <laughs> it helps us see behind the way yeah. we think, which is almost like a special effect filter really, isn't it? It is. Because sometimes people ask me, you know, how did I go from doing special effects in movies to being a, you know, a mind body coach? <laughs> and 
you know, it, it was so obvious to me because, you know, our, our minds have a special <clears throat> effects department that could outdo me or Steven Spielberg or you know, anybody in that department because, you know, our minds are doing us all the time, like telling me that things are real that aren't. And that was what my whole career was in Hollywood was to convince you that things were real that weren't. Mm. And and our minds are really good at doing that. Oh, tell me about it. You did. I woke up this morning, Hannah, and um, I did the most beautiful day with my family yesterday, my three daughters, my husband, and uh, our two grandchildren. And it's very rare we just get us, you know, love the partners to death, but, you know, it was just lovely that it was us. And then we ate quite late last night. And last night in my dreams, all of my children were killed in front of me and my husband. And when I woke up this morning, my husband wasn't in the bed. And I thought, where is he? he?" And I phoned him and he was away somewhere doing something. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Luckily, it was just, shouldn't eat too late. It's not good for me. Anyway, I'm going to start our podcast off today, Hannah, reading the review that I gave for your book. And your book, we haven't even mentioned it yet. The book is called Very Well. Mm -hmm. And it's a novel about hormones, women, and why Freud was wrong, which I just love. (laughs) So my review said, in this groundbreaking novel, Hannah Studley successfully challenges the patriarchal narrative surrounding female hormones through her delightful storytelling abilities. As women, we have become better at talking about mental health but we still shy away from discussing periods, miscarriages, postpartum mental health, endometriosis and menopause. This results in a lack of vital understanding for women, particularly as those processes are inextricably connected to our mental health. Anna, however, introduces her readers to a simple yet profound understanding that ultimately guides us repeatedly back to our own wisdom and well-being. A must-read, informative, funny, moving and wise book. It's a book to buy, read, digest, then buy again for your friends and family. After all, life is a journey we take together, don't we? I loved I loved reading Thank your, you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're, you're so welcome, Hannah. I loved reading your book because as a woman, and I've mentioned I have three daughters, um, I remember my mother's mental health journey. I remember my grandmother's mental health journey. Mm -hmm. And as we go through the podcast, I might or might not talk about that, but, you know, bits of it are really quite severe, which if only they had known about this understanding, things would have been so different. And I am, I feel very blessed and very lucky that I came across the principles 15 years ago after decades long searches, trying to figure out how my mind works so that I didn't end up in the same mental space as both my mother and my grandmother. So I feel very blessed to be able to share what I know with my girls so that they too don't fall into that space. So Mm -hmm. this book to me was a godsend that it's out there and it's helping women. And the fact that you had a mother and her daughter and everything else in between, it was just beautiful. So first of all, Hannah, can I ask you, you know, what was your reason for wanting to write a book like this? Um, yeah, it was, I think it was really because I was just going through menopause when I first came across the three principles. Mm-hmm. And I'd been in perimenopause for probably 10 years, Mm. which 
for for younger women that might sound really scary um and it kind of happened how I wrote it in the book you know like um when I was you know 10 years earlier I remember waking up in LA and you know in the middle of the night going oh gosh I'm you know, the hot flush, and I didn't know what it was. So I just presumed I was getting sick, you know, like I had fever or, you know, the flu yeah. or something. And for three nights in a row, I'd wake up in the middle, like, go like gosh, you know, I, I can't believe I'm getting sick. And in the day, being totally fine and not making the connection mm. until the, I was at third or the fourth night where I'm like, ah, this can't be happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, and it started a mm. journey of um, different symptoms, different things coming and going and then becoming more permanent. And then another symptom would come in and become more permanent. And I don't have sisters and and my mother had passed away and my friends, um, you know, I, I, I didn't have any close friends that my time with me. And so I didn't really discuss it with anybody and I just toughed it out. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then kind of, you know, um, Helen's experience in the book is kind of based on, on that journey. So when I came across the three principles, I was just, you know, at my wits end with it. I, you know, it was, it was, and it wasn't just, you know, finding a jar of mayonnaise in the freezer kind of stuff or, you know, but like, yeah. or I remember um, sometimes, you know, the a hot flush could feel like someone just put the gas stove on in your chest and, boom, you know, like the heat mm-hmm. coming up the top of your head, sweat dripping off my nose, you know, being able to, or not being able to think how to do things you need to do. I was then becoming to feel dizzy before every flop flush, like, and I was having them every 20 minutes at the end. It was, you know, I couldn't function. And I remember the the very first three principles teacher that I spoke to was Dr. Mark Howard, mm-hmm. the sweetest, kindest. Oh, delightful. Kindest <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'd, I'd, I think maybe I'd read a, a SID book. I'd maybe, you know, watch some, some um, webinars or something. And Mark was very kind enough to, to give me a, um, a free chat. And and so I said to him, but what about hormones? I remember that was my one of my very first cl- clearest um, memories of a question. And he was so sweet. He went, um, he said, no, that's, that's it's your thinking as well. And I'm like, how can, how can that be? <laughs> right. And and like I kind of describe in the book, it's not that thinking is necessarily making that change in temperature or making, you know, the, our bodies, you know, fluctuate hormones. Those, those things are not natural and normal, but my experience of it was being mm-hmm. created with the gift of thought. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the first kind of like aha moment I had of seeing the connection between mind and body. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of was the beginning of, of my journey in, into this. So um, it was kind of my, my launch pad of, of the three principles understanding seeing the connection with my physical issues. And it wasn't until a couple of years later when I realized, you know, like that my pain was going away and all the other physical things were, um, you know, kind of just taking care of themselves, Mm -hmm. settling down and and doing their natural thing, that it kind of all became clear. And I thought, how many women must be going through this and not knowing? Like I didn't, I didn't really know. Um, In fact, I remember going to my family describing how I felt and he he immediately started writing a prescription for antidepressants and he's Mm. an excellent doctor it was it's no reflection on his medical skills but and I remember saying to him but I'm not depressed Mm -hmm. and he said you've just told me you want to hide in your room you know you have no energy and you want to eat chocolate all the time and I was like well what woman doesn't (laughs) right I said I'm not depressed I just can't do my life right now with this physical condition and and I didn't take the prescription and 
found, you know, thank God found another way out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder how many of people listening are going, oh my God, me too. Me too. Even seeing what you said there about um, hormones, we've also got minerals in our body Mm. that when the minerals are out of whack, it can cause us to have issues with our mental health, to for our, 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 our state of well-being to, to, to be a wee bit lower right. um, so that we do take our thinking more seriously. And for example, when you're craving chocolate, it tends to be a magnesium deficiency. Oh, good to you know. know. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it, <clears throat> our bodies are not meant to be sick. Our bodies are these incredible right. machines that, that tell us all the time and try to self-correct and try to self-correct, but we don't listen to them. Right. We just don't listen. And, and you know, you were listening to yourself. You were listening to what your body was telling you and knowing that you were not depressed. You were not depressed. You might have been needing deep rest, but you were not depressed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we go through these hormonal changes at puberty, after having children and in menopause, it takes mm. a lot out of us. Right. And that is tiring. But we still think we can do what we've always done. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which is just just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So having that personal experience, Hannah, and, and it being kind of rebuked by both the medical profession and misunderstood by someone who, bless them, you know, will not have the, the hormonal changes that, that we women have. Mm-hmm. that must have been a really poignant kind of I need to do something about this yeah it 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 was a bit of um I don't know if despair is the right word because it wasn't you know I wasn't in that bad a state but mm-hmm. I I remember think I did have the thought that just give me the HRT because I don't care if it gives me breast cancer I cannot live mm-hmm. the way I'm living and those seem to be my only two alternatives. I did try um, bioidentical hormones mm-hmm. and I really wanted to do the natural route. And I, I visited a doctor here who was an MD and, you know, um, prescribed bioidenticals. And he upped and upped and upped the dose so many times that he actually told me to go back to the, the gynecologist and get, get the regular. His words were, let's tame the tiger and then we can put you back on the bioidenticals. And I thought, you know, really, this is all we have. <laughs> so I'm I'm really grateful that this way as a result of this you know understanding, mm-hmm. and and that's I guess that was really my motivation for writing the book that to show that there are other alternatives you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm and I'm not here to judge, you know, at treatments could be combinations of things mm-hmm. you know, um, and I I kind of hopefully that was clear in the book that um you know whatever you find is working best for you that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it is diet. And for some people, it's a medication. For some people, it's, you know, um, could be lifestyle changes. Um, and it could be a combination of all of those things. I think we all have to find the, you know, what makes us feel the most in tune with our body and our mm-hmm. peace of mind and and find that, you know, happy equilibrium. Absolutely. That's the most healing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Again, listening to your own body, listening to your own wisdom. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're giving, it's almost like reference points to people. Right. Because through your storytelling of of the mother and daughter, mm-hmm. there will be mothers who will recognise in their daughters the experience that they had 
that their parents didn't understand, their mothers didn't understand. Mm. There'll be mothers who are now grandmothers who are understanding and seeing it again through a different lens, right. seeing their daughters become mothers um, and, and seeing their own hormonal journey through that and having more grace and more kindness than perhaps their parents did at the same time. And I really do believe that the more that we understand how we work as human beings, the more unashamedly human we can become because we're accepting. And when we're accepting, yeah. we're not fighting against something. We're not trying to change something. We're working with it. Yeah, it's. I think that's one of the things I discovered in the research whilst I was working on the book is how normal and natural all these cycles are. Mm. And yet, you know, we're often um, told that there's a malfunction or something's going wrong, that we need medication or surgery. In fact, um, PMDD, the the um, diagnosis that one of the daughters has in the book, I I joined a Facebook group, a PMDD Facebook group, because when, when I research things, I always want to, I always join Facebook groups because I'm curious to hear what the women are talking about not just what the doctors say and what the mm -hmm. research says but what you know the people who are being given this diagnosis and are yeah. you know, experiencing it what what are they talking about and sadly I found in this group with like 30,000 people women in it that's been for hysterectomies because they seriously had no hope of this ever getting better and they were almost suicidal only having maybe one or two days a month when they felt any relief. And, and because it's based on your monthly cycle, you know, next month is coming. It's not yeah. like, you know, <laughs> a, a fight with your sister or, or you know, or your boss, yeah. which could may happen again or not. When it's tied to your, to a, like a, a monthly cycle or, you know, you know, it's happening again. Mm -hmm. So they're screaming to have their, their, you know, their a hysterectomy to have it removed so that that, that could give them relief. And it's, it's like heartbreaking to me because, you know, it, and that's why I, one of the reasons why I put some historical stuff into it to show that's what we were being told a hundred years ago, you mm. know, to, to have surgeries, to, you know, to, to calm the wandering womb as it were. <laughs> they used to think that the womb wandered around and it was suffocating us. And that's why women are so irrational at certain times. <laughs> and, and I just thought, no, I want to scream at these women go, no, that's, you know, there, there's, there, what's happening to you is um is normal and natural and it's just our anxiety over the misunderstanding mm. that's creating such a um huge response and huge huge um turmoil in your life mm. and and that was the amazing thing i found in the research uh, you know, hormone fluctuations obviously some women do have um you know something wrong with the with the mechanics mm -hmm. you know yeah. that that can happen obviously but the majority of women, um, it's not a mechanical problem. It, it's a, it's an interpretation, reaction, response, mm -hmm. re you know, um, that, that's actually escalating those yucky feelings. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a funny story I've got about that. I remember um, I had my last child when I was 35. I started when I was 30, so I did it all quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and I started getting into perimenopause at 37. So my journey through perimenopause was about 15, 13 to 15 years. Wow. Um, and I always remember I had this intense itch. It was horrible. Just, uh -huh. it was so scratchy. They call it pruritus. That's the, the, right. the typical yeah. medical name for it. And it was just horrible. Uh -huh. And I didn't know. 
I didn't know what was causing it. Um, so I just started taking an antihistamine. I thought, oh, it's a niche. You know, me and my medical background, it's a niche. I'll take an antihistamine. <laughs> I was having one of those every 40 hours. And it seemed to, you know, do the job. Not not completely. And then I, I got into my head, oh, I'll go and have a colonoscopy because there was anything in me. <laughs> you know, we again, colonoscopies trying to get rid of whatever was inside right. me that was causing this intense mm-hmm. itch, which wasn't pleasant. <laughs> Sorry, not a colonoscopy, like a colon clean, not a colonoscopy, a colon clean. Right. Um, you watch your, your, your poo go down a wee clear tube. <laughs> because I thought, you know, that, that there was something, there was some kind of um, parasite or something in me that was causing this itch. Right. Only to find out about eight years ago, that's part of part of the hormonal journey. Some women get pruritus, they get an intense itch. And my mother wasn't alive for me to talk to her about that mm-hmm. you know, sort of did you get this is this something that happened to you and we just don't talk about these things I think lately people are talking about it more mm-hmm. we really need to talk about it more yeah 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 it's I I'm kind of somewhere in the middle with the talking about it thing because I, I wish I'd had more information and, and someone to talk to about it. But then I always get nervous when people go the other extreme. And, you know, some of the books I read were very like, I don't know how to say it, like earth mothery and talking about, mm. you know, things that are, should be remain private. I, I, I believe that's just my, my take on it. So it's finding that balance somewhere between being, you know, not being in the dark, being educated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that what's happening to you is normal and natural and that you're not um, you're not ill it's mm-hmm. not a disease um, you, you, there's nothing broken about you uh, and and going the extreme opposite of like you know everything's out for everybody to see you know that I, I believe we need to have, keep some things private you know mm-hmm. so so it's and that balance is really coming from you know common sense I, I mean mm-hmm. I see you know common sense I think common sense is one of a virtue that's kind of very highly underrated these days. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I, again, you know, sort of what you're you're pointing to and, and what we both understand is having this understanding as a foundational mm-hmm. perspective means that you can hold all of these concepts and all of these ideas, whether it's a a very highly intellectual way of looking at it or a spiritual way of looking at it, or even an earth mothery, whatever, wherever that falls into, (laughs) you know, when everything's out. It's like you can look at all of these concepts and what feels right for you feels right for you. And that's all that matters because it's about tuning in, looking inwards instead of looking outwards for all the answers. You know, do a bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with cats. Always do that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's nothing wrong with any of it. It's just what feels right for you, so that you can then tune into it and live your life from that space um, that will help you. And instead of being frightened of your experience, mm-hmm. you're learning to be at peace with it. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that with that peace came um came a, a relief from the symptoms mm-hmm. like and, and not completely I can still get a hot flush you know like you know it can still happen every now and again 
but I, I had this amazing experience. And whilst I was writing, I was talking to one of my clients about it. And, and she said for her, a hot flush was like a cleansing. Mm. And it was incredible in that moment. Like I, it was one of those insights that doesn't have words. It just, I just mm. felt a shift, you know, I mm. just felt something shift and I didn't have a hot flush for two weeks afterwards. Right. And it wasn't like I was counting or I, I know, I just remember when I, the next time I got one, I thought, wow, that's weird. I haven't had one in two weeks when I was getting them maybe one or two a day. Mm-hmm. And one or two a day is fine. I mean, it's, you know, I, I can, you know, that's not a problem. Um, and, and I thought, wow, how, how powerful you know, an, an insight can be that it can shift like that. Because I remember when I was having them like every, I don't know, an hour, every 20 minutes at some point. In the winter, I would time getting dressed with having a hot <laughs> flush in the, in the winter. So I'd have to put the heating on. It, you know, you can make use of that. <laughs> it was yeah, kind of funny. Um, yeah. So uh, it and, and, and sort of taking it, not taking it so seriously, mm-hmm. you know, seeing... Um, cause I think what used to happen before is I'd have a hot flush and I go, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. You know, it's not fair. When is this going to end? You know, and that kind of dramatic mm. response, um, kind of sets the nervous system off and the, you mm. know, the stress response and that can kind of become a habit. And it, um, and I think that's what was escalating it as much as, you know, anything else. And so now, so I, when I sort of started, finding that peace of mind in my thinking as a result of, you know, understanding the principles, it, it makes sense to me now that you know, so many of my physical issues were, you know, just started melting away. Mm-hmm. And now I see that those physical issues were all wisdom. They were mm-hmm. all my, my body trying to send me a message that sadly and innocently, I, I didn't understand. I didn't know how to read that, that language. Mm-hmm. So um, and that's, you know, a main part of my work now is I, I, I made a little meme, like one of those pictures. And it said, if you if you can't hear your body whisper, you'll have to listen to it scream. Absolutely. And, and my body was screaming at me in, mm-hmm. in multiple different areas until I was able to hear it. And yeah. now it doesn't need to. Yeah. yeah, that I mean, that's that again, that's beautiful, Hannah. And so many people will will hear that. You know, wisdom, gentle, gentle, gentle. You're not listening. You're not listening, mm-hmm. and it does. It screams, or something happens, and mm-hmm. and 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 makes you stop, right? And reassess what's mm-hmm. going on. I, I I find that all the time with my clients, with myself too, Hannah. When I don't listen, and they don't listen, is that it's taken out of our hands. Not that anything's ever in our hands, but we have this perception. That it's it's in our hands and it's fascinating to see the ways in which that happens. I recently had a client who wasn't listening, wasn't listening, was she, she's an executive, wasn't listening to her body telling her she needed to slow down. She's going through menopause, perimenopause as well at the moment. Mm-hmm. Wasn't listening, wasn't listening, and she ended up having a psychotic break because mm-hmm. she before she came to me, um, you know, and, 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 and it was, she knew she wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. She knew she wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. She knew she wasn't right. And so many women don't even listen to the fundamentals of how they should be looking after their bodies. 
so many women are, are, you know, they drink 20 cups of tea a day or God knows how much coffee, but they don't drink water. Our bodies are composed of 60% water. We need to be hydrated. Mm-hmm. Another thing that has, you know, an impact on our well-being, if we've been working too hard or parenting too hard, we lose touch with the spiritual side of life. So when was the last time you were in nature? You know, when was the last time you did something for you that soothed your soul? Mm-hmm. All of these things. And, and you know, I love the old um, Indian uh, sort of wisdom. You know, when did you last dance? When did you last sing? When did you last walk in nature? Because that keeps me right when I feel my mood. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it stops me in my tracks and makes me review how I've been living my life. Because like all of us, I just get caught up sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So Hannah, how you know, what kind of feedback are you getting from people who've who've already read the book? Not not the people who reviewed it for you, but you know, sort of the, the everyday fine young lady and fine vintage wine like myself. I you know have been <laughs> have been getting in touch with you. What have they been saying? Um It's been great. I've had um I guess I mentioned PMDD earlier, the mm-hmm. um diagnosis of which for anybody listening who doesn't know it, it's kind of like a PMS on steroids is how one one woman um, described it. And she, this one woman I'm thinking of, she had PMDD for many years and had tried everything. And she was actually then in perimenopause. So it was mm-hmm. like a double whammy. And um, and and she she wrote to me saying that, you know, her not only her, were her symptoms going away, but her husband <laughs> was you noticing. Going to <laughs> <laughs> no, he was noticing and it's actually, you know, it's improved their relationship, which was, you know, like, you know, in, in all in all aspects. And so she was just full of gratitude. Um, you know, and I've had a lot of women write to me and say, you know, how, um, you know, they've had really big insights, uh-huh. things that they, you know, they just hadn't connected the dots before or had, you know, you know, pieces of the jigsaw puzzle start going together. Um, and then other people have, have written or, or contacted me saying, you know, that the, that that's the, the hormone stuff isn't really necessarily an issue for them, but mm-hmm. they've gotten deeper insights about the principles, you know, mm-hmm. so um, it's, it's been of, of responses and I just, you know, I just hope it will get out there, to, you know, to more women to, like I said, especially the, the women who are suffering and are being told that their, their bodies are malfunctioning or that they're, you know, something that they're yeah. broken. You know that that's the people I really want to help them to see this, and and also I found that some people, women, don't want to hear about it. You know, they don't they because it's somehow easier to, you know, think of the body as being broken, have a surgery, have a medication, and and they and they don't want to hear about it, and that's that's okay. I mean, you know, we we all have our path, um, but so on on the whole, it's been very um very well received, and um, and it's such a um a wonderful feeling when you get a message or a call from someone, mm. you know, they're you know, changing their life and making their relationships better and, you know, um, with their, their children and their, you know, they, they can go to work now and function better, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, earn, earn a living and, you know, take part, be present in their lives again. You know, that's a, a huge, um, that's, that's a, a very big pay, pay off, payback for me to, to oh. know that. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that you've touched someone else's life. Mm-hmm. That is integrated wisdom in them now. 
through their own insight through mm. reading your book and then they can pass that on to future generations and friends and you know it is, it is it's lovely because as we all know menopause um in particular perimenopause and menopause the minute they found out that hrt in, in a study that was done many years ago they found out or perceived that hrt was causing increased rates of cancer which i think they're now starting to rebuke they're saying that that isn't yeah. necessarily true right but, but Having worked in the pharmaceutical industry for three decades, the minute a drug company hears that, all research stops. It, it, yeah. It's not financially viable for companies to even think about going down that route. And if they think that HRT is something they can't invest in, then the research stops. Um, and even up until that point that HRT was available, there was not a lot of research into women's bodies. There still is a lack of research. And mm -hmm. um, you know, lots of drug trials, especially painkillers, the trials have been done on men, they've not been done on women. Right. Yeah, which is just, it's, it's having me look at that kind of stuff, Hannah. I heard it's, recently. It's quite, yeah, it's quite mind I heard that recently that, that um, women are often excluded from yeah. drug trials because mm -hmm. of their unpredictable bodies. <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason, but um, huh. it's like, how can they do drug trials on half of the population? Exactly. It, it just, it cracks me up. It really, really does. Mm -hmm. um, if you can avoid drugs at all, avoid them, folks. Yeah, right. Just, just don't, don't take them. Find out natural ways to do things if you can. Um, so the research has not been done mm -hmm. and as a result of the research not being done and you know as, as a result of only over the last couple of years people have started talking about perimenopause, menopause, hormones, mental health and with the rise of TikTok, the rise of Instagram and Facebook mm -hmm. women are just starting to understand it more and more and mm -hmm. starting to seek out teachers and mentors who can help them understand it more because as we know it's not just about understanding it from a an intellectual standpoint. It's about understanding it too from a human, biological and a spiritual standpoint. Because from that perspective, knowing both your psychology and your spirituality, two mm -hmm. sides of the same coin as people see, you mm -hmm. have a much more um, adaptive response to what's going on, yeah. which is just, it's just beautiful. Now, Hannah, before we finish, I'm just going to read the, the little bit at the back of your book uh, for people to um, just get, if we've not explained it properly, um, it gives them <laughs> an idea of what the book's actually about. And, and as I said at the beginning, when you heard me review this, um, I can't um, advocate for this book highly enough. I, I really recommend it if possible. You get yourself a copy and read it and share it with other women that you know too. So at the back of the book, um, Hannah says... After surviving the tsunami of her daughter's teenage hormones, don't I know that well, mm -hmm. uh, PMDD and postpartum depression, Helen is engulfed in her own menopausal tidal wave. Debilitated by brain fog and hot flashes, she hears about the mind-body connection and watches as a hormone nightmare starts to disappear. Where will her dedication and sacrifice take her as she embarks on a courageous journey to bring women back to their innate well-being? Can she bring this new understanding of how the mind and body work? to help other women get relief from their suffering with hormones. Well, I personally believe that Hannah can help us do this. So the book is available on Amazon and other good book retailers. Hannah? <clears throat> um, it's actually, yeah. mm -hmm. Fantastic. So any last words of wisdom, Hannah? Um, I think 
I think the main message is um, is really knowing that that there's nothing wrong, that it's like I've I've said it a couple of times. It's it's normal and natural that what you know we go through as women. That that's why it's called a cycle. You know, mm-hmm. it goes round and it changes. And there's the there's the monthly cycle. There's the cycle with you know birth, and then one of the things I learned with menopause is our our hormone levels actually go back to what they were you know, before we were, you know, menstruating. I mean, who knew? <laughs> I didn't, you know. Mm. And so, and, you know, I, when I was younger, I, I thought there was something seriously wrong with me. And I also thought that being old was like, you know, the world. And now, I mean, I'm postmenopausal. I'm going to be 60 <laughs> in a year and a half. And I feel like, you know, I, I feel like I'm in my thirties. I've got so many ideas for projects I want to do traveling. You know, it's like life is, is like amazing. It really, mm. um, I, I love it. I mean, I have a go think back now to sitting in my doctor's office when he was, you know, offering me antidepressants and I feel I, I couldn't, I just couldn't remember, you know, anything and having such a hard time. And to see now that, um, you know, Everything, everything passes. Every, every, you know, every hot flush, every low mood, every bit of brain fog, it passes, and and there, there's, you know, a beautiful life, you know, um, available, and and I, I just also want to say that a lot of the women I work with have all kinds of health anxieties, and you know, and, and you know, hormonal stuff kind of fits into that category, and and I, I love what you said about it being a spiritual answer as well, because mm-hmm. I know that when there's and there's plenty of research to back this up that when people have some kind of belief that there's something kind in the universe taking care of us mm-hmm. that when we can see that and see beyond what we're suffering in any given moment and come back to the moment where we are actually okay mm-hmm. and and focus on that loving kindness that infinite wisdom then that has carried me through and out the other side you know um holding on to that that grounding that belief is is like like I said, all my symptoms just started to melt away, and I think that's, and it's no, nothing special about me or you. It's like we're all built that way, you know. It's it's available for everybody. So yeah, thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Hannah. <laughs> I have nothing more to add. That was beautiful. <laughs> thank you again, Hannah, for being a guest on the Unashamedly Human podcast. And um, please, if you can get a hold of Hannah's book, read it and let her know what you think. Let me know too. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Take care. Thank you. Hey, you could be larger than life. Cool.